Welcome to Thrive Church Online. We are here to know God, to grow in Him, and go. We hope you feel encouraged and equipped through this week's message. Y'all, good morning. It's a hot one, isn't it? <laughs> so everybody kind of come, they were hanging out there congregating, and then they kind of came to come on in right there. So make sure everybody stays hydrated as much as possible. But hey, I'm glad to be here this morning because there's no other place where I'd rather be than to hang out with you awesome people. Because, thank you very much, yes. Uh, because here's the thing, you guys, believe it or not, y'all my friends and my family. And um, y'all the only people that I actually like on this earth. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Let me rephrase that. I, you guys, can, y'all listen to anything I have to say. And even if you disagree, you'll say, JC, we love you anyway. Even, it, might, it might be bad, but we still love you anyway. So I appreciate that. Y'all are so awesome. I uh, just want to thank um, real quickly um, Pastor Adam, Pastor Tracy for allowing me the opportunity to speak this morning. Um, so I'm just very thankful for them on um, online campus. Thank y'all so much for being here, wherever you may be in your office or in your living room. Thank you for inviting us here. Um, it's going to be an awesome, awesome day. Amen. And Jay, um, where's Jay at? My man Jay, my brother from another mother with the same heavenly father. He gave an awesome message last week. Um, he brought the word. He um, talking about the anchor holds. And um, I just want to encourage y'all, if y'all haven't listened to that, y'all need to go back and listen to it and let it bless your heart. Because when he said the anchor, I just can't help it. Um, I get flashbacks. I think about my grandma um, and her nickname was Soldier. And when she always said the anchor holds, it's like, okay, if she says it, we're going to be all right. Because that woman has been through trials and tribulations. She's been through it all. And she's just strong. And seeing how that has helped affect my family and um, what a blessing it is in my life. So go back and listen to that, thrivechurchonline.com. It's a wonderful thing because when you do double duty, you know, you're playing guitar and you're worshiping Jesus and you get up here to preach. It's a wonderful thing um, because your mind goes mode and then my in-ears get caught up in my earpiece. I had to take the whole thing down. It was really fun. That's what took some long. Thank you, Liz, for extending the prayer for me. Um, <laughs> but it's something about that, that you get to sing God's praises. I don't know about y'all, but it just excites me. I love the fact that I get to worship and play, and um, it's hard to think, being 34, 17 years ago, I almost was disobedient to that call in my life. I was, I was almost to the point, like, I wasn't going to be up here, like, being in front of people, playing an instrument, no way. Singing, shh, whatever. Now, and I, but I love music, I love playing, but 17 years ago... Um, there's another thing that you didn't want me to do. Um, I just told a lie in church, sorry. 20 years ago, let, let's really put it back when I was seven years old, you did not want me to sing. Because when I sang, um, I, love, um, I love mimicking my best friend Barney Fife when he was singing. Juanita, Juanita. That, that's just all he sang all the time. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen Andy Griffith, y'all need to go back and watch it. Shame on you! You need to watch it. It's a good classic. Um, Barney would just sing, knowing he was off key. He couldn't do anything right, but he still just want to sing. And people who know me very well, and he was loud while doing it. If you know me long enough, I'm a loud person, and I'm proud of it, and I'm not ashamed of it. 
Y'all were nicer than the first story. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, it's just so true because you know what? When I sing and when I worship God, I'm not singing it for my purposes. I'm not singing it to please my parents. Lord knows I ain't singing to entertain people. 17 years ago, if you asked me to entertain people, they would say, you know what? Don't quit your day job as a student. Just keep on doing that. Don't, don't do that anymore. But I sing because I love Jesus. I sing because I'm happy. I sing, be, I sing because I am free. His eyes is on the spirit, and I know he watches me. And the cool thing about that is no matter how ugly, no matter how out of tune it sounds, to God's ears is something that's glorious and victorious. It is wonderful because the singing praises to him. Because I have something to sing about because of what he brought me through. You all have something to sing about. And guess what? If it's I and you, that makes we got something to sing about. Because God's goodness is always over us all the time. Now, everyone in here has a specific voice. And since y'all are all warmed up, being led in worship, y'all didn't know y'all was going to do this. Surprise. We're going to sing together now without music. But don't worry. I'll help you out. Worship group, y'all help me out too. Okay. <laughs> it's like, all right. So I want to stand in a place here. And every place I step is going to be a different note that we sing. This has been proven, by the way, before the services. So this works, I promise you. Okay? I test it. All right? So. La. Oh, y'all so beautiful. Do that again. Here we go. La. La. Next note right here. La. La. Got your worshipers right here. Here we go. La, 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 la. You got it. So that means every week, every Sunday, I expect to hear la la's, even if you don't know the words. Singing loud, singing loud, be loud and proud with it, with joy. Because everybody in here has something to sing about. Everybody here has a different and a unique voice. Because here's the thing, I want you to get this today. Your voice brings forth hope and encouragement. The voice that God has given you will not only bring in hope and encouragement for you, but for other people. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, and... Everybody's uniquely different. So let's jump right. Yeah, amen. That's right. Let's jump right into it. Psalms 27, 1 verse 3. Let's get that. Out. Let's get in God's word today. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumbled and fall. Though an army encamped against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet will I be confident. This is what David's talking about. Now, David wrote this psalm, okay? Now, David, I like to call him, he's a giant slayer, okay? All right, now, he was a bad mother, shut your mouth, okay? Now, that's how he was. He was a bad dude. He was. 
And he looks like different heroes that I admire and I love so much. Okay? Now, he looks like Clint Eastwood. Now, he looks like that a lot of times. He looks like Liam Neeson. Y'all seen Taken? That's how he is. How about the Duke, John Wayne, and that baddest man of them all, John Wick? I'm just saying, all four of those guys together, I'm telling you, you got the dream team, giant slayer. That's what David looks like to me. I mean, a guy who's smooth, he's calm, he's cool, but mess him, mess him over, see what's going to happen. He might not live to see tomorrow. Just saying. I say that because David, his confidence was not only in himself, but it was in the Lord alone. Because it gave him the strength and the confidence not only to destroy Goliath, but his descendants as well. As you've been raised in church, you obviously know the story of David and Goliath. And you know what, David, he picks up five smooth stones. See, and Goliath, see, he wasn't the only one. If you think he had one big loud mouth, he had four other brothers that were just as dumb and loud and ugly as he was. Okay? Um, and I, I'm not kidding you. Open the scripture. I, I, I don't have time to get to the day, but some of his brothers were abnormal people. Y'all think looking at other people, this, this, their brothers were, ooh, one had four toes. One, I mean, I'm just saying, look at them. And the thing was that when, when David came to beat Goliath, okay, he's like, you know what? That's all right. See, when somebody runs their mouth too much, especially when they pick on family, y'all, y'all know how it is. You're like, I'm going to shut you up. And guess what? You little big-headed brother sister, I'm going to get them too. That's all right. That's how David was. Because David was like, you're not going to talk about my God that way. And I'm going to show you something. Pop. That's how we're going to roll with it. But then when he was confident, it wasn't just him that was confident. It was the people that saw him do it. So when you see somebody defeat a big giant, knock up to his face, literally, other people say, oh, yeah, that looks cool. I want to do that. too." You know how, you know how us guys, I'll talk to the guys for a minute. We get our chest all puffed out. We, so we want to like get a little swag going like, yeah, I did that. That's what happens. But David, when he killed Goliath, he becomes king. And his followers, you know, David, he sees another giant. He sees that. He's like, I'm going to go and kill him. His friends and followers said, no, David, you don't got to do that. We're going to go do it. Because you taught us how to kill giants. We saw what you did with Goliath, and we can do it too. And you're the king. You can't be getting hurt. Because what if you get killed in battle? What happens? Everybody looks up to you. And we don't want God's hope to leave us. So you stay here, take care of things. We're going to take after him. And guess what? All his followers took out Goliath and his whole five family. Pretty much like the Godfather. Took them all out. Because what you do in life, let me tell you something. Your life is under a microscope. When you say yes to Jesus... Newsflash, PSA announcement, your life is in a little bit of microscope, and everybody's looking at you. And guess what? They ain't looking for the good things. They're looking to see how many times you mess up. They are looking like, oh, this is a trouble. This is a sucky part of his life. Let's see how he reacts. They're, your life is in a microscope, ladies and gentlemen, or my friends. I don't. That's not too formal. I'm sorry. Our lives are in a microscope. And what we do with our words and with our actions sets the tone and expectation. If the tone and expectation 
is depressing and sad, guess what? Everything around you is going to be sad and depressing. If, it, if the atmosphere is negativity, guess what? It's going to produce that. You know, I know we passed Father's Day, but as men, God has given us men and women too. Let me, I'm talking to everybody today. We set the expectation what goes on in our home. Kids, sorry, I love y'all, but y'all don't dictate the expectation. Y'all don't. God has given us the responsibility to do that. No matter how bad stuff gets, for me and my house, we're going to serve God. That's, I'm determined that's what's going to happen. When little Harpers come along the way, when they come, they're going to know, hey, we're going to love God in this house. Despite what you may be feeling, despite your attitudes, yeah, you can feel sad and angry. Yeah, that's okay, but we still going to serve Jesus. So get together. Fix your face. You'll be all right. Okay? <laughs> But because David was confident in the Lord, his strong tower, it gave hope and encouragement to the people that was around him, that they became giant slayers as well. Verse number four in Psalms, we're going to keep on going. One thing have I asked of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, for he will hide me in his shelter and the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon the rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Wow. Sing a melody. I was to be in tune. There's nowhere it says it's got to be tuned. Say, I'm going to sing a melody, whatever that sounds like. David was confident because he hid in Jesus. He hid in the Lord. He didn't hide. He didn't talk about how bad he was. He hid in the Lord. The most important David that he learned, the thing that he learned the most was spending time with God. Even before he was king, sitting on the hillside, Watching shepherd, so watching sheep, psalms, different stuff, spending time with God. That didn't change when he became king. All he focused, even when he messed up, just like all of us do, he still wanted God, even in his mess up. You can get too much of anything. If you overhydrate it, you can be overhydrated, right? If you eat too much food, you get sick. Yeah, no, it's not yay, no. <laughs> You gain a little bit too much TV, whatever the case would be, it's not good. But there is one thing that you can't get enough of, and that's Jesus. You can never get too much of Jesus. I've never seen a Christian get sick of Jesus. Because the cool things that come with it, the cool things of getting to learn God every single moment and every day. I believe, this is what I believe here, when a person gets closer with Jesus, here's what I believe. There's a positive reaction that happens around. And guess what? There is fruit. There is much fruit that comes with it. I don't know if this ever happened to anybody, but if you go into a different, go in a store or go anywhere, you know the presence of God. And you, and some people, I don't have to see before. I'm like, whoa, that, that was God right there, there. And I'd never seen him before in my life. 
The ways of Jesus are always life-giving and so desirable. You just can't help to want to be around it. And you know people. There are just some good people that in your life that when you see them, you're like, there they are. You just want to hang around with them. All of y'all, when I see y'all, it's like, I want to hang out with these people. That's how I feel about y'all. Love you guys so much. But when it's desirable, you can't help but get more of it. That's how true revival gets started. It's not about a whole bunch of people getting together. In order, and, and that's it's all well getting near the end result. That's fine. But true revival starts when you're by yourself. When no one's around and no one's hearing you sing. Revival is already starting in our country. Different places. And I'm, it's coming to Burlington. It is coming, y'all. Y'all get yourselves ready for it. Online folks, y'all get ready. It's, going, it's, it's coming. It's closer than you think it is. But it starts right here in the secret place, staying hidden in Jesus. But here's the thing. I also believe this. As you walk closer with Jesus, the more challenges you're going to have. If you think that you're going to follow Jesus and not have any doubts, have no troubles at all, you're in the wrong business. I'm letting you know that you're going to fight more and more and the challenge is going to get harder and harder. That is a promise. It will never get easier. And if you're if you're a Christian, you live in your life is so easy. You ain't doing it right. You you just not. Okay. You gotta fight. In fact, stuff will escalate because when you're a follower of Jesus, you become a champion in Jesus Christ in Him alone. And guess what? If you're gonna be a champion, here's what you need to expect: champions get criticized all the time. One to be a champion. Must accept failures and disappointments. Because at the end end of the day, champions always do the hard things. They never do the easy things. Look at champions from different things, from athletics to speak, whatever, however you look at it. They do the hard things. And people will have something negative to say and always be criticized. But guess what? They have to choose to stand out. Everybody in here, listen to the sound of my voice. You guys are champions in Jesus Christ. But guess what? You're going to have to stand out. And you're going to stand out. Accept the criticisms. Accept the faults. Accept accept all of it with gladness. Take it. It's going to be a struggle. Because here's what being a champion in Jesus looks like. Y'all ready for this? Being a champion means reading And praying in God's word, even when you don't feel like it. Being a champion in Jesus also means forgiving and showing people grace to those wonderful (laughs) things, those wonderful people that you don't want to. If you want to be a champion, you say, Jesus, I want to walk in love. Usually the unlovable show up. Jesus, I want more patience. All hell breaks loose in all these things. Jesus, I want to forgive people more. Person who screwed you up the most will show up. And then you get to see what happens. If we were all truly honest in here in this room, 
when we all go through different trials and tribulations, we don't feel like singing. We just don't. And it's the natural response. The opportunity that we, had, that we thought we was going to get, it fell through. The relationship that you thought was going to get better, it's only get worse. Or maybe the prayer that you were wanting, you didn't get the results that you prayed for. Let's take a little bit deeper. What about the sin that you're struggling with? And it starts escalating and it gets harder. It's tough. You don't feel like singing. You're like, God, I want to give up. What's the point of doing this? It's hard. It's challenging. What's the point of singing? All it's going to do, I'm going to fail anyway. Because every time I try to sing, something always smacks me back down again. David continues on. Because David understands what we're talking about. He says this. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, for the Lord will take me in. David was real. I mean, think about it. He says, you said, seek your face. Like, I'm seeking it, Lord. I'm trying not to tell that person off at Walmart. I'm trying. Lord knows I want to tell them where to go and how to get there. Thank y'all for being honest. It's okay. Love them. Everybody goes through disasters. Everybody goes through disappointments. And everybody goes through heartache. Can we all agree on that? But when times like this happens, we don't want to be cheerful. We don't. I've never seen a person going through a trial and say this, oh, I run out of money. Thank Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That person told me off at work. Yay, God. As normal people, we will look at you like, you have lost your mind. That person that told you, I would have I'll tell them where to go. But, and it's not normal. But being a Christ follower is not normal either. <laughs> Jesus don't, does think that doesn't make sense. In fact, that should be, and I'm going to break some rules here, that should be our response, actually. If we really think about it, that's the way we should react. We should react with joy. You might not be giddy giddy all the time, but say, Lord, thank you for what's got, what's about to happen. But instead, we hide in the corner. We go in secret and we allow our circumstances to define the stereotypical default, which brings doubts, hopelessness, and fear. Because misplaced doubts, hopelessness, and fear acts as earplugs and blinders to God's voice and kingdom activity. When we listen to fear, when we listen to hope, all those things, what we're doing is we're closing our ears and shutting our eyes to God's voice. And we can't hear or see him and what he's actually, what he's really doing. That's the point of trials. It's like, hey, it's working, it's working, we're working perseverance. Talking about singing for a minute. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask y'all to sing again. It's okay. 
But once I found my voice, I started learning. I want to sound like different people that I love and admire because, you know, you have something to look forward to. Here's the issue, however. I look like, well, first of all, in case y'all didn't know, I'm a black person. So just in case you didn't know that, it, it just stands out. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, but I look like this. So I should sound like this. I look like this. So I should talk like this. Here's the problem, though. My voice, what I sing, doesn't sound like this. It sounds like this. And my family, some of them, not all of them, some of them encourage it, but you had some people who were saying, wow, you sound like that? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's okay, I guess. Imagine somebody, to be defined that because of what I look like I hear, I should go like this. And for years, I struggled. Until Evangelon, who's a great friend, friend of mine, I took less voice lessons from her. And I was, you know, praising worship, singing songs, everything of that nature. And she asked me, why on earth are you trying to sound like these people over here? You're not supposed to sound like these people over here. God is giving you this unique voice. You're supposed to sound like this over here. And what happened was I didn't realize it. I allowed those stereotypical thoughts come into my heart and to my mind. And I was struggling with that battle. Sounds familiar to anybody. If you look like a certain way, you should act a certain way. I'll take it a step further. If there are certain traits in our family that certain people like this way, you should be like this, according to men's eyes and men's standards. But one thing she said to me was this, that, and I'll never forget that. You need to be proud of what you have. Because God has given you a beautiful voice. He has given you something different. It is unique. You all have a beautiful voice given to you by God. Now, your voice is going to sound different from everybody else. It's just going to. And you got to be okay with it. Some of y'all can sing, here. And some people try to say, yeah, and it sounds like that. And they're like, mm, y'all shouldn't be singing that. You got to be okay with the voice that God has given you. Not everybody's supposed to be singing soprano. Not everybody needs to be singing the melody. Not everybody's supposed to be singing bass either. Be okay with the voice that God has given you. But not only be okay with it, but allow the Lord to teach you how to use it and use it well. I see this all the time where people get jealous in the body of Christ because the different gifts and the different voices that God gives different. And we shouldn't be doing that as brothers and sisters of Christ. We need to champion each other. Oh, you got something that's wonderful. Hey, use that. Because unity, when that happens, great things take place. But if we try to do things out of our lane, if we try to do things that is not what God calls us to do, things don't work well. There should be a culture code for that. Just saying. The voice that God has given you is different and it's unique and it's beautiful. 
and we allow that to happen. But guess what? That voice takes training. And guess what? While you're training, it's not going to always sound good all the time. But as you practice and spend time and move it on, move it on, move it on, it's going to get better. I promise you. Work at something long, hard enough. It's going to get something's going to get better. Even if that looks like, oh, I sang one note in pitch at a time. Yay, I can do that. There's hope for if there was hope for me. There's hope for everybody. So let me be clear on that. David talks, keeps going and says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Guys, your voice that God has given you is something that's unique and special. But guess what? When you use it and as you practice it, it becomes beautiful and beautiful. People are going to start to hear it. And when people start to hear it, guess what? People are going to want to join in and jump in. Your song makes a difference in other people's lives. It makes a difference. It may not seem like it, but it does. Your gifts and your anointing that God has given you encourages other people to keep going, to keep walking, to keep walking in courage and strength. Because if we go back to that verse um, in verse 13, I believe, right there, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. All right. This verse sounds so good, and it's true. But if we really think about it, we as the body of Christ are not living that way. The last line, the land of the living, which means while there's breath in your body, you see God's goodness. You're going to see God's goodness. I'm prophesying over that you today. Keep walking with Jesus. You will see God's goodness. No matter how bad it comes, you will see it. Because we think, we think, oh, I'm waiting to heaven until I die. No. We believe that we can see it while we're still here on this earth. When we hide ourselves in Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters, and we allow Jesus Christ to teach us his ways, not our ways, his way, we develop a strong and unshakable voice. Okay? Like I said, I'm loud. And I don't, cry. I don't care. I belong to a loud crowd. If you're around me long enough, you're going to know this fact is true. You're also going to know that I will, I've been not lying, church. Um, I will stick strong with my words. And something that is not true of God, I'll, I'll say this. Things that are not of God, you're going to believe, you're going to hear me say something about it. You want to hear me voice the promises of God. When curses come and when people say this and that, that they speak the lies of the devil, I shut that thing down in Jesus. And I was like, uh-uh, ain't going to be all like this up in here. In the classroom, I use that strong voice. Kids come around, they running, acting up crazy. Sit down. They're like, er? And they sit down. Now, I didn't have to yell at them. Sometimes I do. But when I speak, there's authority in that voice. You all have the power, authority of God's voice in you because of what Jesus did on the cross. The power, authority from God is in you. 
You can speak to that mountain in your life. Things don't have to be this way. Yes, this curse may be in my family. It stops right here. It ain't coming in my house. There will be peace up in here. All right. That destruction spirit, uh uh-uh, it's got to stay out. It can act all its way outside these doors. But when you come upon these doors, God's peace reigns in here. We have to speak that. Because here's the thing, devil is making his case every single day. You see it in our world, being loud, and not only being loud, and being obnoxious. All the lies that's in our world today, you can do this, be this way. Those are lies that is not of God. And what are God's people doing? We are standing by the sideline and being quiet about it. I say no to that. I think we can get loud too. Why? Because we possess the truth. I'm not going to sit by and let stuff happen and say, oh, that's the truth. No, it ain't. No, it's not. This is not what God designed us to be. We don't have to be quiet. Be like David. Goliath shot his bent mouth. Guess what? David shot it right back out. Yeah, I'm going to come get you. You ain't going to kill me. I'm going to kill your ugly self and your brother, your big head brother too. That's how we got to be. That was an amen with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, like, should I say amen or not? <laughs> because here's the thing. Your song that God has given you, encourage others. So to wrap things up, let me tell you, when you sing your song, keep on singing it. When it sounds, when everything doesn't look good, keep on singing it. You might sound like Barney Fife and be raggedy. But keep on singing. You might not get the outcome that you want. Keep on singing it. Keep on keeping on. Sing the song because guess what? You're a child of the most high God. That's who you are. And if anybody's got a voice to sing, it ought to be you. Your voice ought to stand out and encourage the people that's all up around you, lifting a beautiful chorus and singing God's praise. And guess what? When you sing God's praise, it destroys the enemy camp, y'all. It is time for God's people to get loud. It is time for God's people not to wait on the wayside and sit quiet. We got to be loud here because the Reverend DMX said it like this. Y'all, and, y'all, and, and nobody get quiet on me because y'all know this song too. Because he said it like this. Y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here. Y'all going to make me act a fool. Y'all going to make me go all out. And y'all going to make me lose my cool. See, y'all, y'all got the rhythm for it. That's how we should be like with God. When you got that rhythm of God, yeah, speak the life and promises of God. Speak that because guess what? You are the lender and not the bar. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. My children will be blessed. I know our kids are not here yet, but I'm speaking life with my kids. My kids will not be like this. They're going to be the blessed sons and daughters of God. Anybody who speaks curse to my kids, I knock it down. How can we be like that? That's what we need to be. You will prosper. Speak God's promises into your life. For greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. You all got a song to sing about and sing it loud, no matter how good it sounds in men's eye, because we're not here to please men. We're here to please God, because 
What sounds bad to men, God's ears hear glory. He hears beautiful sound. As we're coming to a close, always remember you have something to sing about. Your voice, your voice means something. Your voice can help encourage somebody from not taking that last jump. Your voice can help somebody encourage them from not doing things to harm themselves. Your voice does make a difference because it is given you, it is given to you by Almighty God. It brings forth encouragement. It brings forth joy. My friends, stay hidden in Jesus Christ. If anything, if you didn't get anything out of the day, stay hidden in him and let the song that God gives you sing out because it brings forth hope and encouragement. As we bow our heads and we close our eyes, you might be here this morning, this afternoon, and you may be thinking, gee, JC, I have a song, but life is hurting me right now. I'm going through trials and tribulations, and it's, it's rough, and I really don't feel like singing. But I need encouragement. I want to sing out. I know I should sing out. But I'm afraid to. If that's you, nobody look. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I want to pray over you. I want to thank you so much. Anybody else? That's okay. Yes, yes. Father, can we just pray together? Father, for those who raise their hands, Lord. Father, I thank you for giving us a song to sing. I thank you, Lord God, for your boldness that you give us. Encourage our spirits. Encourage our hearts, Lord. Lord, we know the trials we go through are not easy. It's hard and sometimes heartbreaking. But Lord, we trust in you. We don't put our trust in ourselves. We trust in you, almighty one, because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, help us realize that we will see your goodness in the land of the living. That surely your goodness and your mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. I also want to give this opportunity for those maybe you want you want to sing and you're saying, hey Jesus, I don't know where to start to begin. But I want to sing that song. But I want a relationship with you. Is that if that's you in here, you could kind of slip your hand up. If that's anybody in here, let's pray together, together, because we do things here at Thrive Church. Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for raising, for raising up back to life. I accept your free gift of salvation. Heal me of my sin. Fill me up with your joy, with your peace, and with your excitement. Amen. Thank you for being part of our Thrive Tribe. If you want to partner with this ministry and what the Lord is doing here at Thrive, visit thrivechurchonline.com and click on the Give tab. Help us reach more people just like you by rating and subscribing to this podcast. You don't want to miss what's coming next.